but it is. Because I'm going to tell you why. God, there's no miraculous today. Right? There's no miraculous today. There's no more supernatural today. Where, where's it go? Where's it go? Where's it gone to? Well, you know, where is it? Huh. You know what I believe? Nothing has changed. What has changed is the gospel. That's what's changed. Because the Apostle Paul, and I say this, and I've said this many, many times, where Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Now, I just found out that that word in the Greek, the, the verb, the tense there means, this is the one and only, there is no other, this is the gospel. Amen. And Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For the gospel of Christ is the power of God for soteriology, for salvation. To all who believe. Now that word soteria we know. It means rescue, redemption, forgiveness, healing, wholeness, provision. So Paul is saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. The anointed one with the anointing. For the gospel, the gospel is God's power... For everything you need in life. To all who believe. The Jew first and then the Gentile. For therein lies the righteousness of God. Amen. For the just live by faith. Therein lies the righteousness of God. The gospel of Christ. Salvation. It makes us righteous before God. And righteousness is the only qualification we need for all the salvation brings. Now there's a verse in Galatians, okay? In Galatians chapter 5. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty where which Christ has made you free and no longer be entangled again by a yoke of bondage. See, the, the, the Galatian church, they received the gospel. They received miracle. They received the supernatural. They received the spirit, and it was all by faith. But then they allowed the religious to come Bring in mixture. Bring in it's okay to have faith in Jesus Christ. But you need to keep the law of Moses. And so they became entangled to a yoke of bondage again. So Paul, who bewitched you? Who bewitched you? And you see, if we allow this yoke of bondage, if we allow mixture if we allow any entanglement that might come from the law keeping laws you have a responsibility 
you need to do. You have a part. You have a work. You are nullifying the grace of God. That's not the gospel. Is this okay, Lori? So this is why Paul says, Paul says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty where which Christ has made you free. Do you know those words, liberty and freedom? Don't just take my word for them, for, for, the, for this. Look it up yourself. You're all intelligent and bright people. You all have access to the same Greek dictionaries, lexicons, whatever that I have. And you'll find that those words, liberty and freedom... Right? Liberty and free has to do with moral and ceremonial laws. The Big Ten and the 613. Paul is saying, stand therefore in your freedom from the Big 613 and the Big Ten. It's not about what you do, what you have to do, what you need to do, what you're supposed to do, what you must keep. It's about what Christ did. Amen. It's about what he did. Amen. And this ain't no greasy, great, greasy, grimy message, uh, you know, grace. You know, what are you saying? You can live any way you want to live. You ain't going to live any way you want to live except the life of holiness and righteousness and sanctification. Because in your new walk with Jesus Christ, he convinces you that you are these things. This is your character. This is your nature now as a child of God. And to act differently would be to act contrary to your nature. Amen. And so as you believe and, 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 and accept and embrace the fact of your new nature, your new nature is just going to produce what? The Christ that's within you. And I'll tell you what. Evelyn, how are you liking this so far? <laughs> huh? That's Evelyn Sherman. Her and Gary are sweethearts, man. They're still part of our organization, even though they're not physically here. So many are. So many are. So many are. So many are. But you know what? Remember, I said, this is Scripture. Scripture contains the Word. Jesus is the Word. All right? Jesus is the Word. Now, I love Paul. See, Paul comes around, he comes along, and what does he get? The revelation of the gospel of Christ. I like what he tells Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Of these things, Timothy, put people in remembrance. That's what Pastor Lenny's doing. That's what Pastor Lenny's doing. Put people in remembrance. Charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but the, subverting the, but the subverting of the hearers. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. A straight cut. Study, 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 study. Rightly divide, rightly divide. The word of truth from the word of the law. Rightly dividing a straight cut. Look at what he's telling Timothy. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. What do you think he's talking about there? Exactly what he said in Romans. 
I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He's telling Timmy, Timothy, don't be afraid of the gospel of Christ. Study to show yourself approved. Put people in remembrance of the things you've seen in me, the things you've learned from me, the gospel of grace, the message of grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed. They're going to come at you, Timothy, like they came at me. They're going to say it's okay to believe in Jesus. It's the problem with the church today. It's okay to believe in Jesus. Yeah, we believe in grace. But you still need to be zealous for the law. Yeah, we believe in salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. But it must be coupled with zealousness for the law of Moses. And mixture and legalism has crept into the church and kept us from the liberty and freedom that Christ came to give to us. In the Amplified verse, it says, it says, study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God approved. A workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. John chapter 1, verse 17. The law came by who? Huh? The law came by Moses, grace, truth, came by Jesus Christ. Make no doubt about what Paul is telling Timothy. Stand, therefore, in the grace and truth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 13. This proves that by establishing this new covenant, this new covenant of grace, the first one is obsolete. Amen. Obsolete. It's ready to expire. And about to disappear. How many of you ever tried to use a, a credit card that's expired? <laughs> Won't work. No. It's no good. It looks nice. It's pretty, pretty coloring, whatever, you know. Has your name in Boston, in Boston gold, you know. But it's expired. You can't use it. It's no good no more. It, it's no good no more. It ain't good no more. It ain't good no more. The old covenant of law is expired. It's obsolete. Well, not all of it. Just parts of it. No! All of it. I like that. All of it. You mean, wait a second. There has to be a few of the 613, maybe just a few? No. Zero balance. I live in the freedom where which Christ has made me free. I only have one law, one law that governs my life now. The new commandment. That's the law that governs my life right now. The new commandment. Love as you have been loved by me. Amen. That's it. Amen. And Paul said love fulfills all the commandments. Amen. Just love as you've been loved. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 9. I like this. And then he said... This is talking about Jesus. God, I'll be the one to go and do your will. So that by being the sacrifice that removes sin, he abolishes animal sacrifices and replaces the entire system with the new covenant. 
Hebrews 10, 9, replaces the entire, replaces the entire system with the new covenant. Not a little bit of this with a little bit of that. You want supernatural? The gospel of Christ is the power of God for salvation, for the supernatural. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. For by grace you are sozoed, soteriot. We talked about what that word means. For by grace you are forgiven, you are rescued, you are redeemed, you are healed, you are made whole. It's for by grace. And it's only through faith. That not of yourselves. You hear that? Anything else is of yourself. It's a gift of God. It's not of works. Lest any should boast. But you see, when you come to Christ, okay, that, that verse no longer applies because then there is some work you need to do. There, there's, some, there's, some, there's some responsibility you have to meet. That word never, ever changes. Never. Romans chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. Now to him that worketh, obligations, things you need to do, right? Things you must do, responsibilities. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. See what this is saying. Paul is saying, if you work, if then is a reward given or a reward that's expected, it's reckoned, it's, 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 it's a debt. It's a debt. It's not grace. This is amazing. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Romans chapter 11, verse 6. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, do you hear what that says? And if it's by grace, then it is no more by works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it's not grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. It's either one or the other. It's either one or the other. And I want to let you in on a little secret. Tuesday night, I'm going to be teaching about reaping, sowing, you know, be not deceived. That, that verse from Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, right? If he sows to the flesh, he will reap con uh, destruction. If he sows to the spirit life, that's talking about law and grace, period. That's what that's talking about. You have to keep a verse in its context, that context. That's the only verse in Paul's gospel, Paul's gospel of Christ, that's talking about, you know, be not deceived, God is not mocked. And it is talking about sowing to the flesh, sowing under the law, versus sowing the seeds of believing by faith and grace in Jesus Christ. Amen. We're going to talk about sowing, reaping. All oh, Tuesday night's going to be great for those of you that are on the Zoom invite. And, and then 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. Listen to this. This is, this is what's happening, okay? This is why people can't, can't, this is why people can't absorb. This is why people can't take in. This is why people can't fully grab hold of the gospel of grace. 
right here. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. Their minds become blinded. Our minds become blinded. For until this very day remains a veil untaken away at the reading of the Old Testament, the law of Moses, which veil is to be done away with Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, when the law is preached, when mixture is preached, there is a veil upon the heart. This is why the true, better, new gospel of grace is sometimes hard to receive. Because of the veil that is always there and will continue to be there whenever the law of Moses, the covenant of law, is read. Whenever mixture is taught. Wow. So now, I got to go through this real fast. Well, I could take 20 more minutes. We could have a 37-minute uh, message, right? Yeah. Is it okay so far? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Please, brother, please. Now, here comes the word. I have embraced this so much. Uh, we just came back from Florida, and uh, I spoke at a men's group, and I didn't know I was going to be speaking at a men's group. They just thrust it on, 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 uh, on me. Um, once I arrived there, I said, sure, anything you want me to teach, anything you want me to preach, uh, talk about, whatever. They said, whatever's on your heart. I said, okay. I had no idea what type of church I was in. I had no idea, you know, what, where they stood or where they really, where they really believed. But I, I, I preached a message from, from Luke chapter 15, from Jesus's own mouth, the word. See, Jesus is the word, and the word spoke this. Amen. I spoke a message on how the word, Jesus himself, taught us how to rightly divide the new covenant of grace from the old covenant of law. And man, they loved it. I was done in 30 minutes. They said, no, keep going. 45 minutes, they said, keep going. It was such a beautiful time. And then the next day, we... Uh, we had to do four television spots. And finally, on the uh, uh, fourth one, um, the host didn't have, a, didn't have a subject. So he said, no, I don't have a sub subject, and I, I know why now. I said, why? He said, because you're going to teach exactly what you taught last night. I said, okay. So I know this true, too good to be true, new and better gospel of grace is going out there. It's getting out there. Amen. So we're going to look at um, Luke chapter 15. And Luke chapter 15 is an amazing, it's, it's an amazing in its entirety. It's amazing. The lost sheep, that's amazing right there. Okay? The sheep thought he was lost. The sheep thought he was lost, but God never thought he was lost. You know? And, 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 uh, the value and, and the magnitude of that shepherd's love, God's love, going after that sheep, going after that sheep, going after that sheep, going after that sheep. You know what? You'll find God when you seek and search for him with all of your heart. See, that's law. Because, see, you have to do before you find. Now, here's grace. He's coming after you. He's coming after you. He's seeking you. He's searching for you. He's going to find you 
The grace of God that brings salvation appears to all men because he comes to you, he comes to you, he comes to you. Just like the lost coin. The coin never lost value in God's sight. And that's showing us that no matter what value the people place on their own lives, that God still values them in high esteem. And he did all he could do to rescue them, to find them. And when he does, right, and they allow themselves to be found, what a rejoicing. This is a great chapter. But here's the son. The son. Luke chapter 15. We're just going to skim through it, okay? But I want you to go and read it. Read it for yourselves. And, and, and let the Holy Spirit speak to you and talk to you about what the true message of grace is. And if anything lines itself up against this passage of Scripture, it's not grace. I don't care if King James says differently. I don't care if New American Standard says differently. I don't care if the New International Version says differently or the Passion Translation says differently. They do the best they can with pieces of manuscripts. But God has placed the Word in us, the Holy Spirit in us, to navigate the Scriptures and find out about the Word and find out about the true Gospel. I've had people walk out because I didn't quote from the, 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 the King James Version. They really believed that God, that Jesus carried that version with him. Wow. How many times have you heard men say, well, you know what? The King James doesn't have it exactly, you know, correct. I like the way it says it better in this version. This version has it more correct. Now, oh, I don't like the way it says it in that version. So this version has it more closer to home, you know. What does that tell you? But when you know the Word, and the Word is in you, you can navigate the Scriptures and get that revelation and get that illumination. Amen. So here it says, Luke chapter 15, verse 11 and 12. This is the first thing we're going to talk about. This has got to line. Grace, the message of grace has to line up with chapter 15 of Luke. And he said a certain man had two sons. Two sons. Two sons. You get it? Law, grace. Wow. Two sons. I never heard it that way, but go ahead. Two sons. Yeah. A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them, <laughs> the younger, the new, the younger, right? Showing that this is what grace is all about. Jesus is telling us, do you understand? I do now. <laughs> wow. Father. Give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them. Unto them. Both of them. Not just the one son. He gave to both of them. Right? So now we know this son was disrespectful. This son was arrogant. This son was selfish. This son was blunt. Do you know what the law says? This is what the law says. Matthew 15, 4. For God commanded, saying in the law, Honor your father and mother. And he that curseth his father and mother, let him die. Right? Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 18 through 21. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son, 
which will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and that when they have chastened him, will not hearken unto them. Then shall his father and his mother lay hold of him, bring him out unto the elders of his city, and unto the gate of his place. And they shall say unto the elders of his city, This our son is stubborn, he's rebellious, he will not obey our voice, he's a glutton, he's a drunkard, and all the men of his city shall stone him with stones that he die. So shall thou put evil away from among you, and all Israel shall hear and fear. So when Jesus is telling this story, they know that. You know, they're probably thinking right from the get-go, stone him, stone him. No, wait, wait a second, wait a second. Before you even can stone, before you can even bring it before the religious leaders to be stoned, you have to first correct him. You have to first chastise him, right? This is what that says. But in the story that Jesus tells, the father doesn't correct him. The father doesn't chastise him. The father doesn't discipline him. That's grace. The Father pours out the blessing. The Father pours out the goodness. This is why Paul says in Romans chapter 2, verse 4, it is the goodness of God that leadeth men to a changing of direction. It is not you change your direction and then you'll experience God's goodness. That's the law. That's the law. That's mixture. His goodness will cause you to experience a changing of direction. That word chastened, anyway, that word chastened, it's like a primitive word in our, for instance, King James Version. It sounds so harsh. But even it, it just means um, to correct, to instruct, to reform, to reproof. So guess what? You don't see the Father doing any of that. You just see the Father blessing him. Now, is that any different than what happened with Abraham? Hey, wait a second. Hey, she's not my wife. She is not my wife. He lied. And what happened? He was blessed. He did it a second time. Pharaoh, she's not my life. She's not my wife. He was going to have his way with her wife, with his wife, till God intervened. He lied. What happened? He was blessed. I want you to leave your country. Leave your countrymen. You come out with Sarah. Come out, just you two. Okay, yep, but I'm going to bring my father. I'm going to bring my nephew, whatever. Grace. Grace. And what happened? Repeated goodness. Repeated goodness. Repeating, repeated blessing. Repeating, go- repeated goodness. Repeated blessing. After blessing. After blessing. Brought Abraham to the, fa- to, to the, the place and the fact 
of, of a situation where he now believed God, trusted in God, did not waver, believed that he who was promised was fully faithful, did not waver, but was strong in belief. What got him there? The goodness of God. Amen. God knows this. The father did not chasten his son, but the father chases every son he has and scourgeth those. What? Scourgeth? There's only one son that was scourged. Only one son need be scourged, and that's Jesus. And when you rightly divide that portion of Scripture from Hebrews, I forget where it is, 11 or 12, 12 is talking about Jesus. So now you see some, some pictures of grace there. Do you, do you see it right there? Huh? Yeah. All right, now look. So it says Luke chapter 15, verse 14 and 19, through 19. <coughs> and when he had spent everything, right, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. Isn't that just like us, you know? We're in want. What do we do? We don't return. We go, we go and align ourselves with citizens of another country, you know? Whether it be the banks, whether it be financial institutions, whether it be, you know, doctors, whatever, we, 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 we miss out. But that's okay. That's not saying that God doesn't use that stuff. But anyway. And he would, ha he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. You know, I didn't know what that meant. I thought that meant he was eating pig's food. Did you think that? He was eating pig's food. No, when you look it up at the word in the Greek, right, when you study it out, it means the people that he aligned himself with that sent him to feed the pigs would not allow him to even eat the food that was designated for the pigs. He had nothing. He wasted. He squandered. Remember that. He wasted. He squandered. Now you're going to reap what you sow. You wasted. Now listen, as long as you remain with the pigs, you're going to smell like a pig. Okay? That's different than reaping what you're sowing. That's living where you don't belong. That's living where you don't belong. That's not living in the overflow. That's living in the undertow. Like that, huh? Yeah. Okay. And he would fain had he filled his bed. All right. Now, he came to himself. Listen to this, guys. He came to himself. That's very important because there's some people that say, well, you see, he did repent. No, he did not. He came to himself. This indicates that because of selfishness, because of selfish desires, himself, he decided, I got to do something about this. It wasn't righteous reverence, a godly reverence. It wasn't. It was because he came to himself, his self. It's about me. It's always about me. This is what he It's about me. I'm hungry. I want to eat. I'm starving. I want to be fed. He came to himself. All right? There's a big difference there. This is, and this is important when you're understanding the gospel of grace. How many of my, my, fire, my father's hired servants have bread enough and despair 
and I'm perishing with hunger? I will arise, because he came to himself. I'll go to my father and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I'm no more worthy to be called a son. Make me as one of your hired servants. So listen to this. Riotous living, right? Ride, spending money on hookers. Mm-hmm. All right, prostitutes, that's what it says. You know, it says there he spent his money on hookers and prostitutes, you know. All right. He, he spent everything. He, he lost everything. He just went right through everything. He joined himself to the citizen of an, an, another country. He, he forgot his alignment with, with, with his father. He sent to the field to, pigs, to, feed, to feed the pigs. He longed to eat what the pigs ate, but he couldn't. Came to himself. A rehearsal of selfishness. I want you to understand something. You have to make yourself ready to approach God. Come on, have we heard this? Yes. You know, sackcloth, ashes, fasting, prayer. Old Testament. Old Covenant. You got to make yourself ready. We're finding out here, Jesus says, just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Luke chapter 15, verse 20 and 24. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him because his father never lost sight of him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Look at that. That's amazing. His father ran sprinted, couldn't get to him fast enough and loved him, had compassion on him, loved him. Wow. Wow. And son said to his father, I have sinned against heaven and in earth. He started to go over what he rehearsed, right? And in your sight, I'm no worthy to be called the son, thy son, but, but, father stopped him. Stop! Stop! Don't go back to the law. You see, this is what he said. Don't go back to the law. Stop! Stay in grace. Bring the best robe. Wait a second. This guy's smelly and dirty and ratty. Doesn't he have to clean himself up before you can put your robe of righteousness on him? Your robe of royalty on him? Shouldn't he take a shower? Shouldn't he wash his hair? Maybe get a haircut? The beard. Look at the beard. There's bugs in it. There's worms crawling in it. There's a, look at his legs. They're all matted and mud. And look at his. Oh, come on. Look at his toenails. His toenails look like the claws on an eagle's. Wow. Just come. You see, here's the thing. Religion wants you to think it's about what your state. What this shows us is it's not about your state. It's about your standing. And God has set forth your standing, your position. And nothing ever changes it. You find yourself with the pigs. Your standing is still righteous. You find yourself in the slop with pig's food. Your standing 
is still, you have my authority. I'm not worthy. Look at me. Look at me. I'm so pathetic. Your standing is, you're my son. Do you see the beautiful gospel of grace here? And if it don't match up with this message, if your preacher doesn't match up with this message, it's not the gospel of grace. All right? Bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring. How could you give him his authority back? Doesn't he have to earn it? Doesn't he have to work for it? Come on. There's some kind of penance he has to... He has to prove himself. Oh, Father, I love, I love him so much because for 35 years I tried to prove myself over and over again and I failed. And then I had to repent. Tears. My sin. It wasn't until I realized and found out that my state was righteous and holy and blameless and sanctified and perfect and complete that all the sin fell off. Amen. License to sin? No. Victory over sin. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, man, I get excited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love the gospel of grace. Oh, my gosh. Hey, where, oh, that's the elder son. Here we go. And bring him. Oh, wait, wait well, oh, no. Come on, where are we? Where are we? Bu- 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 neck. Oh, uh, neck. Right, call license. And that son said, Father, I have been. He said, he said, no, bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put the ring of, of authority on his hand. And shoes on his feet. He is my son. And not only that. Wow. He knows I like to eat. Yes, sir. I like to eat. He says, yeah. for my son Lenny. Get the fatted calf. <laughs> We're going to party, party, party. Yeah. And kill it. And let's eat and be merry. Ooh, come on. That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? For my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. His father sprinted to him. His father couldn't get fast enough. Okay. You know. Resist the devil. Draw near to God. Draw near to God. Draw near to God. Let me tell you something. You don't have to draw near to God. You know why? He's running to you. He's running to you. He's running to you. In fact, he's never left you. He can never leave you. He can never forget, forsake you. Lo, I am with you always. Wow. His father would not allow him to finish his rehearsed, his rehearsed, you know, confession. His father embraced him and kissed him. His father showed him that he never lost his standing. He never lost his position. Finally, we come to the other son. I'm almost done. Verse uh, 27 through 31. And he said unto him, your brother is come. And thy father has killed the fattened calf. This was the servants. Because he had received him safe and sound. And he was angry. Religion gets angry. I'm sorry. This is why you got to fight the good fight of faith. This is why they're saying, stay away from Pastor Lenny. He's not preaching the right gospel. They do that. They warn their people, stay away from Pastor Lenny. He's not preaching the true gospel. My heart goes out to them. 
And he was angry and he would not go in. Therefore the father came out and entreated him, tried to get him to come and celebrate, come and celebrate with us, come and celebrate. And he answered and said to his father, he was pretty disrespectful right here, you know. You know what? These many years I've served you, I have never sinned against you. I at any time, thy commandment did not disobey. And you never gave me a kid that I may make merry and have a party with my friends. But as soon as this son comes home, which has devoured your living with harlots, you kill the fatted calf. He said unto him, son, you get it all wrong. You're always with me. Wow. All that I have is yours because you're my son. We never earn. Our deserving is simply due to our sonship. All that the Father has is ours, period. And let me tell you something. You reap what you sow. That son didn't reap what he sowed. That son should have, rep, should have reaped probation. He should have reaped, all right, you'll be a servant until I think you're, you're ready to become a son again. Nope. He was instantly, as soon as he recognized it, the father always knew it, knew it, restored to his right position as a son. Amen. This right position as a son, this sonship, it's not in our doing, it's in our believing. It's in our illumination and it comes from our revelation. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, For as many, that's you and I, that's you and I, who have received him, Jesus. To them, God gives the power, the right, the ability, the authority to be his child. Amen. Who are born not of flesh, nor of man, nor of the will of man, but who are born of God. Born of the Spirit. Right then and there. Now, we just have to walk in the newness of our new life in Christ. New creation realities. And that's what we teach here. Amen? Amen. 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 Father, we thank you for Jesus. Yes, Lord. We thank you for your great offering and your great sacrifice. And we know that your great offering and great sacrifice means there's nothing left for us to offer and sacrifice. Only to believe. Believe in Jesus. Hallelujah. Believe and receive yes. of the righteousness that comes from that believing. And instantly we are at peace with you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for Jesus and all of his goodness. We give you praise, honor, and glory. Amen. Amen.